Well, hello, everyone. We are back from break. It is episode 189 of Hotline League. Of uh, it's, it's good to be back, I guess is what I was going to say. I was trying to figure out the, the most wonderful way to let everyone know that I missed you and I stumbled over. Anyway, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Good. How was your break? Good. Nice. Yeah, we, so for those of you that were confused as to why we didn't have an episode last week, uh, we talked about it the week before, but we went on a brief hiatus. I unplugged last week. Mark went and drank a bunch of wine, and it was great. And Raz, what did you do last week, Raz? Nothing. <laughs> really? Uh, That's how we do it here. That's how we do no it out here. Shit. We just, the moment the LCS ends, I cease to exist. That's my life. That's what That's I'm out sad. here doing. I was talking to Ashley about this. I was like, I don't think I have anything to tweet. I didn't tweet for a couple of days in a row. And I was like, I really, I have nothing of value to put out into the world if yeah. LCS is not happening or Worlds or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, just like, here's the thing. One thing that I definitely don't do during the regular season is care for my household. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, now that I'm here consistently, I've just been literally taking care of the place, adding furniture, building furniture, with it, which is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, but that's been one aspect of it. How, what have you been building? What furniture did you get? I got a new desk, or at least like a desk for, uh, what's it called? Uh, TV and all that. And then for the, for the room that's existing here, you're gonna see a different setup than you usually do because usually you just see the bed. I just completely shifted the room. I definitely scratched up the wall, but I don't have to deal with I that. I thought we until... used to see like a kitchen counter. Huh? A kitchen counter. Wasn't there normally like a counter or something behind you? No, nah, no, nah, there's a bed for when I'm streaming okay. on my PC. But gotcha. there's always a kitchen counter when I'm making random Twitter videos. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, regardless, very exciting. And I like that you have the lights. I guess I should finally... It's been so many years, I feel like, since uh, Mark and I have done the fancy light stuff. You're now doing it. Mark has uh, Mark has something going on in his place. I don't know. He's got the lights off. It maybe is what he's got. Um, but it's yeah. off right now. Yeah. It's moody. Uh, well, Mark, I know uh, you didn't tweet anything. Uh, what do you What do you got? What have you consumed? You played any games? Uh, so I'm playing some Genshin Impact again. I logged back in. Wait, you have to I wait had... for me for Worlds. Well, so I logged back. In and I had apparently like 13,000 Primo gems saved up, and I just shit all those at trying to get Raiden Shogun balls, and I didn't get any. I got Gene twice. Gene! So, uh, She's the best. Yeah, you didn't have her before, right? No, I didn't. I got two of her. Nice. Well, not happy. Congratulations. I'm glad that you're um, prepping. Are we going to play it done during Worlds? I don't know. I'm probably going to get burned out before Worlds even starts. No, stop. This was our thing. If I can't go to Iceland and I can't go to Berlin, then uh, this is the, be the next best thing is you and I playing Genshin all night long. I've been watching some TV shows. Uh, uh, I can't remember any of them right now. Uh, I've watched some movies. Those also elude me. I need to make lists. I really need to make you should, lists. You can make you a letterbox. Have you ever you heard of letterbox? Have you heard squid of letterbox, games. Mark? Oh, okay, you're getting in your sweaterbox. Stop talking over him. What did you say, squid game? 
<laughs> Squid Games. Squid Games is a great. Uh, it's like a Korean uh, uh, TV show. I wouldn't say drama. It kind of is, but it's like eight episodes long. It's like an hour long episodes. Uh, I think a few people have probably seen it in the chat because it's on Netflix and it's super good. It's a damn good show. What did you think of Alice in Borderlands? It's basically like that, but I haven't seen that yet. Okay, because I watched that and I thought it was just okay. I wasn't actually that big of a fan. Oh of shit! It. Okay, we have a problem. Uh, well, well, I haven't seen it. You said you haven't seen it. So how, I haven't seen have it, problem? but most people that liked Alice in Borderlands say they they're liking this show. So <laughs> correlation. I don't know. Shit, what am I watching? So there's Why the Last Man. Gave, gave that a crack. Ashley's liking that. It's based on a graphic novel. Shit, people are saying Alice in Borderland. One person saying Alice in Borderland is better than Squid Game. So, look, they're different shows, so you'll, I'm, I'm sure you will like this one a little better. Okay. Well, I've been reading uh, The Three Body Problem. That's probably the biggest thing I can remember. Oh, yeah. I finished. I'm digging it. I finished uh, things that I I can mention. I finished Cycle of Galand, so maybe I should do a YouTube video about it. Uh, it's a series, and then a book series, and then I rewatched the three Matrix films because they're on HBO Go right now, and uh, Matrix Four is coming out. What is that, Mark? Don't you just stop at one? What do you need two and three for? I mean, I wanted to see what they were like because I hadn't seen them since like I don't know when they came out. Oh, Matrix, yeah. 2006 or something. It's, I think what's funny is I, I was better able to appreciate them when I was younger and I couldn't be like, wow, it's really weird and jarring how they switched from a a really philosophical, cool, in, in the Matrix thing to now, like in movie three, we've got just 30 straight minutes of robot bots invading an underground lair and just people yeah. shooting guns from mechs and stuff. I'm like, this is a pretty big tonal and content change from one so i think i'm better able as an adult now to identify why it was that those ones were not so were not so great because i remember at the time being kind of disappointed by them but they were yeah well, i mean yeah i always felt like the first movie had like a major theme and it was kind of attacking like a, a concept and it felt like very much like inception i couldn't hit that like as a as a movie about a concept and it like really questions a lot of aspects of your life while two and three are literally just like no this is about the story this yeah. is about the story of these people that you probably liked about, uh, about the first movie and has doesn't really have that kind of aspect of it. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. The anyway. first one, well, okay. the first one also had all the actors actually take like six months of martial arts training to be able to make good martial arts scenes. And then the, the second and third one, they're like, CGI that bitch, let's go. And I just like the suck fucking scene where he fought a million Agent Smiths in the second one. Yeah, he, like, I remember I saw pole. that. I got bored during it. I was like, this is... I got bored, and it just looked funny when he's, like, just noodle-legging all the Agent Smiths. Well, especially because like, CGI has gotten a lot better, so I'm sure... So I feel it like it's easier now to then. identify bad CGI. It I'm wasn't just, even good then. Yeah, well. Anyway. Uh, Shout-out to Alienware and GameField. I saw Mark drinking a GameField. I'm drinking back in stock. We'll talk about it later, but the Courageous Sherbet uh, is available, so... You should have gave me one of those while I was over today. I should have, uh, but I forgot. You were in. I felt like you were in a rush to leave. You yeah, you walked in and you're like, "Where's the bag?" Uh, and <laughs> Give me the loot and get get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yep. uh, the drug deal okay. was done today. Uh, so, what happened while I was unplugged? So Bjerg coming back, 
it seems like people are still very unsure about that but i i will just say that like i also heard that during the the break from uh like right shortly before it was reported um so i definitely think that that is a thing is that he wants to come back and play and certainly the streaming stuff somewhat uh very interesting i don't i don't think it was that unusual that Bjerg started streaming what the day within like 24 hours of that story coming out so i don't know um yeah i mean we'll get a call about it for sure so i'll i'll save my piece on the Bjerg return okay what else happened in the past two weeks twitch chat please let us know if you're uh I don't know, Raz or Mark, if you guys have anything. I know, uh, Mark, you said you think we only have one idea or one thing for this week. So uh, yeah, maybe you got nothing. Um, I know, well, like, there's some well, G2 there is, stuff. There is a lot of drama in, you know, across the Pacific with the G2 players basically vague tweeting, uh, you know, that they're in they're in prison. <laughs> there's a little bit of that. So I missed their, so they've actually been Contract tweeting? Contract prison. They've, they've oh, actually Atlantic, Atlantic. Okay, fine, guys. It was a. I was confused. I wasn't going to say flip. anything. It was a 50-50 coin flip, and I was so confident too. Uh, uh, <laughs> Side of the border, we got all those G two players <laughs> down in the Gulf of Mexico. We've got G two players who are just um, okay at closer visa issues. Oh, that too. That too. I mean, who's going to ask about that? Unless if they really believe that it's like not going to be an on time of like actual practice. Yeah, actually, is a concern. That is a concern. Yeah. So what is he just not able to enter? Where, where, like Iceland? Yeah, wherever it is. So Iceland, because uh, I'm sure he has um, Turkish visa and all that. So like, I'm sure that's a little harder to yeah. maneuver. So. I'm just wondering if he can, at least for like scrimming and stuff like that, he can stay somewhere else in Europe, and then we're you know we're okay. I don't know. Um, True. Uh, all right, stick to the matrix, Raz. Somebody says. I gotta ask. I gotta ask you a question, Travis. Before we head into real topics, is it me that's hit? Like, is it on my end or your end that my camera is 10 FPS? What's going on here? Are you trying to sabotage me on my return, Travis? I, th I think it's on your end because Mark seems fine. When I look at Skype. Oh, you know what it is? It's probably because it's so dark in your room that your okay. camera is dropping down. Uh. To try to. Is that a thing? I think so. That's not a thing. Well, it depends what kind of camera he has. Is that a digital or is that a. Seems like it's a lot better now. Yeah, maybe it's better. Who knows? I what think kind it was of camera do you have? Huh? What kind of camera? I have no idea. The funny thing is, it's uh, the brand is called Papa Look. And it has like a blue LED that's been go like that when I first got it, it was just on for a week, even when it was off. So I was so <laughs> concerned. <laughs> it was like, I've never heard of a company before, but it's named Papa Look that has a light on at all times. So yeah, you should, I, look. You should probably look into that. Just <laughs> I turned the LED off, but I was like, "Why does this exist? Does it uh, does it have some drivers that it installs that are always running too?" Hmm. Thinking emoji. Okay. I had to deal with a few. Okay, go on. So, uh, sounds like there's we're we're gonna have a lot of open mic stuff tonight. 
So we'll have to see how this goes, but it's world's time. People are just going to talk about worlds and, you know, a few things about North that, America. Riot still yeah. hasn't put out when the world's group draw is happening, right? Yeah. I still haven't heard anything on that end. Only that it's on October 5th that worlds is starting. Or right, right. Planning, we have the schedule. So. I don't know if we had the schedule last time. And so I am very, Oh, Mark and Raz, are you still here? Before we got interrupted, I was talking about the world schedule, which I can't, I don't believe was out before the last hotline league. Correct don't think so okay i don't know so we now know that it's did i think did we know september 9th was the last but okay yeah so now we also know the world's location and format so that's another thing we can talk about is because before we didn't know it was only going to be in reykjavik or i think maybe we like the the news had come up but it hadn't been official and then uh we now also have the format uh, it is super compressed. Normally, Worlds takes place over like five or six weeks. It is now taking place in basically one month, uh, October 5th to November 6th. So that is also something that's really interesting. I think um, I want to know what everybody thinks about the new schedule because it's looking pretty intense. A uh, few gaps here and there. Uh, so lots to talk about just tonight. I have it on a camera or at least on a, on a monitor, I mean. What's that? I'm just trying to open it up uh, to see if I can have it on a monitor. I will so. I will share it in the Twitch chat. Ooh. Is Travis not gracious? Yeah. Um, okay. So, without further ado, sorry again for the technical issues, everyone. Without further ado, shall we get into callers? Sure. Let's I'll give do it. it. I'll do the spiel yeah, before give the, we go. Give us the spiel. Call me Steven Spielberg. No. Um, <laughs> if you've never been on this show before, it's a live call-in show. I'm spamming Discord link in the Twitch chat. Go ahead, join up at that Discord. Uh, when you get there, go join the voice channel, Pleb Calls. Uh, mute your microphone when you get in there. And then the Pleb Topics text channel just above it. That's where you'll go ahead and put your topics. Low night, as you might expect, with no, not too much news. So it's a good time to try and get in here and get on the show. If it's your first time, uh, if I like your topic, I'll pull you down from the pub calls voice channel into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick audio check, make sure everything's working, and then we will uh, get you on air to talk about it. And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, feel free to put your topic in the sub topics channel and we'll bring you into the uh, Subtopics wait room. It's not a guarantee you'll get on the show, but it does help a little bit whenever the pleb topics one is going pretty wild. Uh, and we really do appreciate that. Oh yeah. Also Vietnam. Uh, oh, Vietnam hasn't officially been ruled out yet. So oh, because there's that campaign, right? I'm pretty sure it's ruled out. I mean, they basically said in this yeah. post, like we're moving forward and they already moved rogue up. So I don't, I don't think that, I don't think if that they're they planning somehow make it. Now. If yeah. they somehow make it, because there was that last ditch effort, then I'm sure they would have. There's an extra space in groups. That, uh, I mean, uh, groups of um, plans. But yeah, it's not looking likely. Vietnam. It, it sucks because even seeing Levi's post about how they were scrimming every day with the full intent of at least making it to Worlds, knowing that summer didn't like summer split didn't exist, and then now they get the call pretty much last second that they can't make it to world. So imagine like putting all your fucking time into the game and it means nothing. That's insane. It's actually it is, crazy it to me because I don't think people realize how massive League of Legends is in, in Vietnam. Uh, it's huge. And so I just, I feel really bad because I'm sure these past two years, obviously there are 
really terrible things that have been happening across the world. Um, so, so maybe in the grand scheme of things, but still it, it's like just really shitty. Cause I feel like the Vietnamese league esports scene has probably just been like pummeled with this, a lot of, a lot of issues recently. So definitely yeah. feels a bummer for them. All right. Mark is already pulling some callers, which is great Ooh. to see. Love to see Question. it. Question. Yeah. What genre of music will the, will the world's song be? Did, isn't the, is the 2020 world championship, uh, tw- oh, sorry, 2021 world. Is this not, is it not out? No, that's the orchestral one is out. So the, oh, okay. Thing, okay. So yeah. they don't have like the, the big one, not the big one. I'm going to, I'm going to say it's pop like big thing, like season four when they had Chrissy Costanza type of thing. I don't think it's going to be rap. No, I don't uh, think it'll be rap. I'm going to take the dark horse and it's going to be country. That. Wow. I mean, this no. was originally going to be in China, so I'm just trying to think of like genres of music that are popular in China, and I don't think country is in my time, limited time <laughs> next year, but multiple attempts or multiple times visiting China. Don't you just see like, never a heard bunch country. of Chinese citizens with like red solo cups and cowboy hats and boots on filling up stadiums to like Keith Urban? Doesn't that <laughs> no just joke? Sound... <laughs> no joke next year when it comes to north america you're gonna get some cake coming up we're going to texas for group stage <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, and fuck. oklahoma for quarters i'm ready Let's for it go baby yeah. <laughs> anyway uh let... <laughs> okay well, well travis you gotta give us something a little more i said country raz said some kind of pop no i mean i would just go with pop as well i feel like that's what's most likely given that it was going to be in china and i feel like i also feel like the year that they did like uh i don't know what the the genre was in uh 2019 but it was it was closer to what rap and stuff and and i feel like that did not do as well no 19 was was chris's phoenix there's no rap in that oh i was thinking of the true damage thing that they did that that year. Oh, which but was that not, wasn't. Yeah. It's that not was the world's anthem. World's I mean, they released multiple songs around this time. So, well, so you just didn't answer the fucking question. Thanks. Yeah, I am not a musician, Mark. I am not a musician, Mark. I I cannot speak I to what collabs. they're going to do here. Some stadium rock. You think they're going to do some power ballads? You think they're going to do whatever takeover was supposed to be, which was like kind of rappy, kind of kind of hard, but wasn't really. I think it's going to be orchestral. It's not going to be orchestral. It's going to be the same shitty pop that everybody in the world loves. This is what everyone is uninteresting. Everyone has no taste. So it's just going to be run of the mill pop song that hits every genre. Okay? Olivia Rodrigo collab. That's what I want. Okay. I'd have like a, a hard, like an actual rap one, like just actually like go into these instead of giving like the watered down versions of them. Like you get the data remember guy and you don't let him scream. Like, what are we doing here? Get a rapper and actually let him rap. How about that? Crazy. I want I Olivia Rodrigo, uh, song about G2 breaking up. I realize that LEC already has, L- no, she's got a bunch of angry breakup songs too. So the ones that she stole from Paramore. Okay. Let's we need get, the breakup songs this. for North American worlds. They okay. only gave Haley Williams uh, writing credit on one, I believe. So, shall we get the callers, Mark? The one that she got with her hand caught in the cookie jar—that's the one they gave credit for. <laughs> should we get the callers, Mark? Ask their opinion on this matter, Mark. That seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't care about what their question is. This is the question. Now. All right, here we go. Uh, thank you to DFitch, Real Foxy One for 46 months, Pluto for 42, Trevor Monreal, uh, Colors in Bloom, Cheval, uh, and hey, it looks Mon like Paul. What do you think of Olivia Rodrigo? I'm gonna be honest. She is a very, very talented woman. And there we all. go. Mo Mogul is here. Mogul, where are you calling from? Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Okay. Well, what do you? Well, first off, how are you feeling about the uh, spring finals announcement for next year? I am stoked. I'm trying to see if I can make the time to go. It's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, fingers crossed. And if they do groups in Texas, like Raz said, I would also be hype. I doubt Just they're saying. doing groups in Texas, but uh, we'll see. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? They'd have a Real good quick, theme song Travis, if it was in Texas. Uh, Ashley came in and said, are you talking shit about Olivia Rodrigo? She got mad. You two nice. Up on me. Another thing that uh, Ashley, Ashley and I have in common. Besides having to deal with you. Okay, Mogul, sorry. She wouldn't need Travis to gang up on you. She'd take you with her own two fists. <laughs> Mark Mark keeps trying to derail our first call. You know, I'm just trying to bring it in. Mogul, what do you want to talk about on the show? So I, I have a little bit of a spicy take. At least I think that's why Mark picked me. Um, my take is there's no way that Bjergsen leaves TSM. But the real question we need to ask is that Bjergsen coming back is... Bjergsen coming back enough to bring double back double lift back to TSM. No. Uh, okay, so so back. okay, <laughs> okay. So your your first take was which which what are we starting with here? What did you put in the chat as your take? Oh, yeah, uh, my take was there's no way that Bjergsen leaves TSM. Okay, okay. It was, there's no way Bjergsen leaves TSM, and is that enough to bring double lift back? To yeah, you? So I. Think I, I, I let's start with the double lift thing because I feel like that's easily dispensed with. No. I feel like he's really enjoying retirement. He's enjoying, uh, you know, working. I, I assume I haven't seen what his streaming hours are lately, but especially like uh, after the co-streaming is done, I, I doubt that he's been grinding hard. Uh, I would, I, I would be shocked if he came back. Let's put it that way. I did not feel that way about Beard. Let, let me ask you this: What's a more, uh, what's a bigger incentive for Doublelift returning? Bjergsen coming back, or if NA won Worlds. I mean, Bjerg that's Bjergsen coming back, I guess. I mean, I don't think he comes back in either one of these scenarios, but I feel like if NA wins Worlds, he's just like really mixed in both being salty and also happy for but, the region, I guess. I don't know. Nah, for sure the Worlds thing. Worlds, look, winning Worlds literally ignites a, a fire not in just the competitors, but in actual people, like casuals as well. Like, when China won Worlds uh, for the first time, I think this was back when Invictus Gaming took it, like, I literally couldn't get it, log into League. Like, it was just... I know I, it, it has a me, tremendous like, impact. An, it took me about an hour, and I never had that problem uh, when I was in China. Like, people will get fired up. I think that's, like, if NA won Worlds, what that would mean is that, like, North America would be... Like, that changes the narrative on those teams, right? So, uh, now, is that going to happen? No, that's not going to happen. But <laughs> not at all. Uh, but to the question about like if, would double have come back if Bjergsen comes back? No, I, I think he's been like this is like the number one question he would ask answer on stream basically because he would get that constantly, and he was just like no he's he's done with it. Mentioned it multiple times. He's not thinking about it. Yeah, um, he's happy where his career is at. Um, I also don't even know like like it it felt like twice he left TSM on uh, th at least this is from the outside perspective on not great terms right like. People forget that it was kind of weird where 
there was back and forth on whether or not he was going to be playing and what support they were going to get. And then he like randomly announced it right before they announced their lineup. I it's just, I don't, I beer coming back. I don't think means anything. I, I, I don't want people to think that there's a chance of this, but like, I think what is more, if you really don't think Bjerg won't leave TSM, then I think it's even less likely because the only thing that I could think that would be interesting is if some sort of super team gets formed where like somebody comes in, buys one of these teams and it's like, haha, I'll spend, you know, 10 million on five or 10 million each on five players across three years. And like they, they form like a super team with Bjerg and double and some G2 players or something like that. I I just don't yeah, bring someone back. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. And I, and if that's the case, I feel like that team would probably just find a different 80 than, than Peter. So I just don't, I don't think that's a Peter stuff. So let's talk about Bjerg leaving TSM. I don't know, uh, Mark or Raz, if you guys want to kick us off on, on if you think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I think with the $210 million investment over 10 years from FTX, you know, Bjerg's got some ownership. Maybe it's looking like a decent time to cash out um, and then go play wherever some, maybe there's, there's something that really appeals to him. But if there's not something that's like jumping off the page as an offer, that's like, holy fuck, I should go over there. I don't know why he wouldn't just stick with TSM. I don't know if Raz feels different. Yeah, I think he sticks with TSM because he already has quite a bit there, um, I'm assuming, uh, from what I've heard. And on top of that, like TSM 100% would want him to be like to, to stay on the team. So they, they would, you know, whatever conversations would happen between him and uh, like his agent and TSM, like they would try to land him on the team. So um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And TSM, I mean, they were in regular season, a first place team. Um, and you, he could easily say like, oh, if I was in this position, like, I, I you know, we would go to Worlds and, and like, so I, I do think that. And also, he, I think, go, you know, becoming a coach for a year actually adds a lot of perspective and how to communicate with people, like how to discuss things that you need for from the players around you and how, how to get the best of your team and your coaching staff. So I think he comes back, you know, smarter about the game, even though he was already pretty fucking good at that. Um, so, I, I'll, yeah, to answer the question, I don't think there really is a chance for him to leave. There's always could be a team that throws money at him, but TSM would literally be that team. So. Uh, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I think it's very likely he leaves TSM. Oh my God. So in the past, uh, so one, I don't think he cares about money. I think he cares about competition. He's always cared about competition and he's always wanted to succeed and be great. And so if I think Bjergsen, so one thing that's really interesting is Bjergsen has never hit the the open market before as a player. Uh, he's always resigned before. And I think there were a lot of people that thought it was sort of short sighted. I think he didn't because he was just like, I want to be at TSM because I think this is the best chance for me. And so he, he did what he did and he uh, took the equity stuff and all that. Uh, I don't think he's had an agent before either. Uh, but right around this time that this stuff hit, he updated his profile with business inquiries. Um, and that is not an email that is associated with TSM's agency, uh, which is, I forget what it's called. Uh, oh, Icon. 
So like he's not being represented by TSM's agency where if he was like fully bought in on the TSM dream, I think that business inquiries email looks like a TSM agency uh, thing. So does that mean he's definitely going to leave TSM? No, but I th- my suspicion is he's entering off season wanting to be a player for a very competitive team and he will probably choose whichever team is best for him. Uh, and I, I, so I don't, I don't suspect that that will necessarily be TSM. I don't think they'll necessarily be the most competitive. Think about this: how out of the past four years, how many times has TSM gone to Worlds? One of the four, and when they did go to Worlds, they went zero six. So, fun, more fun question for you: When's the last time TSM won a game at Worlds? Yeah, I mean, Ooh. five years ago, right? Probably 2018? Yeah, uh, no, because no. No, they it was the last then. time Peter was on the team before he joined Team Liquid. He joined Team... So 2017. Wow. So from an international perspective, and now obviously Bjerg's been a huge part of that, so you maybe he you can blame him, himself or something like that, but from an interna- from an international perspective, TSM is not... I don't know. It's just I, I, I think if you spent if it the last time you won anything at, at an international event was Worlds 2017, and you're going into the 2022 season, and you really compare care about competition, there's a good chance that like you're you're saying I'm keeping all options open, and TSM is one of those options, but I want to see what else is out there. Uh, you know, a great example, it, like, let's, let's just play with the idea of okay. cloud nine. I think we had previously on the show discussion about at what point in time does cloud nine feel really disappointed about perks? And I think Mark and one of our other guests, maybe it was you Raz, I forget, said that he's got this world's to kind of prove himself because, uh, he, I don't think he lived up to people's expectations this, this year and people are during the regular season. So if you're Berg and you're like, well, Cloud9 almost always goes to Worlds and I can be part of this team or something like that. And Perks, you know, does something else. Maybe Jack's like, I don't want to spend this Perks money anymore or something. Like, I don't see why he wouldn't. I know it's weird to think about C9 Bjergsen, but I think he would just go to wherever the best competitive option is. He's at the end of his career, right? Like he's coming back, but it's not going to be to play another decade. So look. I'm sure, like, I agree with the sentiment, but here's the thing, like, aligning with the point about having another agency, your agent will always tell you uh, in any sport, like, if you were really good, and Bjergsen is just, like, historically our best mid laner, um, yeah, go into free agency, because the team that you want will pick, will want you and will try and pick you up, and T- TSM, in my opinion, is a team that he's won, he's, uh, you know, he, he, we've already talked about the financial incentives that are uh, along with that, and he helped, he also I'm sure would have the power to like you know surround himself with players he wants to play with and he already knows like the speakers on that team so I'm just saying in, from the perspective of yes um, the best competitive team he will have the power to build that like I, there is no way that a Bjergsen wouldn't have the power to build that team going into the next year or at least like have a say in that um, and yeah TSM would throw money at him so I I One also of those just, things 
I also just don't think that if I don't think any of us would know he's potentially coming back as a player if he wasn't considering something other than TSM. The reason news like this gets out is because people want to people in in Team Bjergsen or Bjergsen camp. Yeah, he's like his agents yeah. want people to know that he is on the board for the offseason this year and to consider that. So that is oftentimes why this stuff gets out. The, the only other way, the only other way it ever gets out is like a phone call in the back of a stream. That's true. That's true. And it didn't come from that. So, <laughs> uh, okay. That is my take. I think there's a very good chance he, he leaves. I think it's totally a uh, thing. If he stays with TSM, I don't think it'll be because he didn't consider other options, uh, which is a first, I think, in his career since joining TSM. Mogul. What, what do you think of all this stuff? We've got some ex extra time for extended calls, so I'm curious if you very much disagree with any of this. Well, so I think, like, the only question I really have is, like, I've heard, seen a couple of comparisons where, like, people compare Bjergsen to Faker, and Faker never left SKT, and, is, and he's gotten so many offers from so many different teams, and he's just never left SKT. So in similar vein, why would Bjergsen leave TSM? Because you never leave a team until you do. Just saying nobody he, he's never left a team before means that he won't. I mean, Faker might leave SKT. I know that sounds crazy, but when is his, his contract up? I know he signed a new, uh, oh, he re-signed a three-year deal with T1. Okay, this is in the beginning of 2020. So he's got another year, but I don't know if he's, he's yeah. extended Tyna's, it. Tyna's definitely throwing money at Faker. I will say, though, that uh, Bjergsen did leave a team. He left uh, Ninjas in pajamas. <laughs> like, that did happen when he initially came to North America. And I think now there are more competitors in the sense of competitors willing to throw a shitload of money at you with how Cloud9 is done. And I'm sure 100 Thieves, right? Uh, I'm sure also on top of that with the Wolves, I'm not too sure if it's the Timberwolves. I actually have no idea who they are that went into Evil Geniuses. Because um, I know they're, they're um, a football team. Um, but anyways, like Evil Geniuses has money now. So like there are more teams in North America willing to throw and they already were willing to throw money. Now it's an absurd amount of money. So I'm looking, I'm trying to find the contract database because people, yeah, guys, like I Nick know that Faker is a Copenhagen. part owner in SKT. Bjergsen is also a part owner in uh, TSM. There are, you ownership is not like a uh, until you die situation. Um, and again, the C9 guys had ownership in C9 and they were forced to give it yeah. up because that wasn't allowed at the time. So like, it's very possible to, the ownership is obviously uh, something you have to consider, but um, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I uh, to, to the caller's point, I don't think that the argument of, well, he's never left the team and neither has Faker is enough to get me over the idea that he's just there forever. Yeah, and just like just a correction from the chat, it was Copenhagen Wolves. So like he did leave a team. So he he's had a, that experience really early on in his career. So Faker's um, contract extends or expires November fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Just so everybody knows, uh, I believe he's the only player. I know Cuz also the twenty first, but a lot of these are through twenty twenty two. So, um, look. I don't think anybody would have predicted Perks leaving G2 to join C9. So all I'm saying is nothing ever surprises me anymore. Um, yeah, to be fair, a lot yeah, of fair. people on G2 are going to be leaving G2 probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Throw that into the midst. 
Anyway, Mogul, sorry I disagree with your take, but uh, it seems like Raz and Mark are more amiable to it. So, I think um, the bottom we'll line is, um, if Bjergsen finds himself on a TSM where he's not surrounded by the players he wants, I'm pretty amenable to him leaving, but I just don't see a world where TSM doesn't bend the earth and uh, try to appease Bjergsen. True, true. Uh, I wonder what the relationship think, is like with TSM now. I don't know. Maybe it's still it's, as good it's, as it's always been, but it's very interesting to me that we're in this situation. It's What's very up, appropriate Mark? you said bend the earth because I feel like that's what they would have to do if Bjerg wants to win, is they'd have to bend the earth and put North America next to Korea. There it is. It was like in China. I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, thanks, Mogul, for the call. Uh, anything you want to shout out? Mogul? Really, I want to shout out Raz for being a handsome man. Very good. Thank you uh, for the call, Mogul, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Was he kind of cutting out for anybody else, or is my Discord going wonky? I don't know if my my, still my Discord's issues. always shit, so I don't know. Okay. I was actually kind of I was sad because you said shout out to Raz because he was a man. I was like, what? What man said, was I? He said handsome man. Handsome man. I heard oh! that. Yeah, yeah, he said yeah, handsome man. I appreciate man. that. I appreciate Dis that. Discord just having issues. Um, okay. Uh, off Mark goes to grab our next caller. Thank you to Nodak for the 100 bits and the gift to Raz. Uh, I'm sure he'll appreciate that sub. Fisher Molson for the 14 months. Uh, Adam for the 18. Flick Nickum. Frozen Turd. Hippo Squirrel. Uh, Sinolik. Uh, I love you, chat, for 45 months. Fog Warning. Uh, Nodak with the bits. Hiwa. Community streams, 1997 for 18. Mr. Cheese for 38. B. Crow, Ari Waddle for 38. Hannon, and Prostar. We got OG Kush, the topic thief here. Uh-oh. OG Kush is back. You've been on the show before, yeah. yes? I love yeah, your name, OG. I know, dude. I, it's, it's great to be back with Raz. I mean, it's just meant to be. It's been multiple times when I've been on the show when Raz has been here, so... Uh, it's the dream combo. Remind me of go. the topic thief situation, or is this uh, relevant now? It's uh, it's 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 just to fill, you know, the the topic thief. It's not a thief. I'm I'm, I'm filling it. I'm gotcha. Filling okay. It. Someone someone had a topic. They couldn't. I was gonna pull it, but the guy couldn't come on the show. So I was like, anyone want it? You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So he's the topic messenger, not a thief. Well, the funny thing was he copy and pasted the guy's message like it was yeah. his own. It was like oh, word yeah. for word. He just copy and pasted. He didn't like. He wasn't like, oh, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> he just. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. That should be a new thing. The people, because we often get messages from people that are like, I don't want to come on the show, or like I'm too shy, or something like that, and they'll send me these like in a DM or an email or something like that, and I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to just bring up your take by proxy and like argue it. Uh, but I like the idea of a, a new thing where there are like hotline league mercenaries that will take people's ideas. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'll si sign me up for that for real. OG Kush, uh, remind everybody where you are calling from. Yeah, I'm calling from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Chapel Hill, um, North Carolina. What do you want to talk about on the yep. show? So what I am messaging for the show today from Mr. Zuruzu. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but uh, basically the take is... Bjergsen got enough money from all his time in TSM, and if he truly wants to compete with like competent teammates and finally get out of groups at Worlds, then he should be looking to join a good LEC team, um, which I 
definitely like understand the sentiment, but the one thing that like on top of that, that I think is maybe an important point of discussion is that Bjergsen's a part owner of TSM, so it feels really awkward for him to be playing on a team that's not TSM, and I'm not sure what uh, PoE's contract deal is and whatnot, if that would require some kind of uh, crazy buyout situation or whatever, but um, that's one kind of additional part to that is that wouldn't be as awkward for him if he's playing in the LEC um, while owning an NA, NA team. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I, you know, if you look back at my 2019 takes, uh, definitely more, more, much more of an NA optimist uh, back then. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an NA pessimist nowadays. So yeah, oh. if he wants to get, uh, get, uh, <laughs> get some success. Um, Go go overseas, Viper. <laughs> We're losing him. G Kush, when did you start watching League? 2019, <laughs> you're still optimistic, but like, how fresh were you at 2019? Mm, so I started. So I started watching. I, I'm a bit of a late late bloomer. I started watching in 2016. The 2016 Worlds that was in NA um, was uh, was the first one. But then when I like the the following year when I um, let's see. Yeah, 2017. That was when I was like big into it, big, in, big into NA. But I was like, I had like a ton of hopes for the uh, 2019 uh, Team Liquid roster. That was that that didn't make it out of groups three three. That was oh, that was so tragic. Okay. But uh, anyways, yep. Well, let's get into the topic. So one, I just want to be clear here: if Bjergsen leaves TSM and plays for another team, he will not own any of TSM. So I don't, I, I guess, you know, I know people get kind of confused about this stuff or whatever, and they're like, oh, that would be awkward or whatever. The rules will not permit him to both be an owner in TSM and play for TSM. He would have to uh, remove his shares and I guess they'd, they'd get bought, bought back by a team or maybe he would, or by TSM, or maybe he would forfeit his shares, which would mean that his signing bonus with whatever team, you know, the representation would probably say like, well, he... You need to give him at least a million dollar signing bonus to get to get give up these TSM shares or something. So there's no world in which he, even if he's joining playing in, for an LEC team or whatever, he's not going to have stock. But the take is, but the take is that he doesn't give a damn about that anymore. He's got the millions, but he, he doesn't live the rest of his life as a hermit. Why yeah. do people think that he's TSM was paying bag. him a ton of money during this time? Like up until. This is the first year I think where TSM is like in the upper echelon of stuff. You used to because they were so successful so long, they were able to pay not top dollar for talent and and Bjergsen was part of it. He never entered the open market. He never had the ability to like play teams against each other, so it's not like he he went around and collected millions. I I'm sure his bank account is comfortable, but I don't think he has fuck you, I can retire and do whatever I want money. You Let's know what he can way. do? He can go over there and get that European American money. That's right. Go over to Ben Spoon's honk honk oh. biscuits yeah, yeah. as they give him that American <laughs> European money to play yeah, yeah, in the yeah, LEC. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, that's a good like, point. Or Jack yeah. just acquires more G2 players, gives him a ton of money, and then he gets that American European money because uh, G2 you know, picks up Bjergsen and I don't know. All I know is in this theoretical world where he just wants success, 
the take on would he go to Europe or stay in North America? I mean, the best, the best answer, of course, is Europe. But uh, I do think the tides are changing in North America to give you hope once again. All right. While right now, I would say in Europe, there are, I'd say, four teams. Shit, five teams that I feel like are really strong competitors. Like, there's Rogue, Misfits, Fnatic, G2, Mad Lions. Like, all those teams, I think, make the region competitive. You could even say Vitality because, like, on a good day, they look fucking incredible. And then there's other games where they just blow away the first 10 minutes of the game. That shit happens, right? Well, in North America... In Spring Split, I was a little depressed because it felt like it was a three-team league. But now you have Evil Geniuses that look competitive, 100 Thieves that were in Spring Split, not competitive, now look fucking fantastic. I think we have now four teams. Okay, but they're competitive in North America. Only getting stronger. They're competitive in North America. There's no evidence yet. You know, hopefully there will be in a couple of weeks. But there's no evidence yet to suggest that we have internationally competitive teams yet, Raz. Of course, of course. I'm just talking about from the eye test perspective. Of course, the answer, if I'm trying to give you a boring-ass answer, I'm going to agree with the caller and say yes. Like, go to Europe if you want a, a better chance of getting out of groups. But I'm saying the door is open for 2022. Raz, let me turn <laughs> this around, actually. If you are an LEC team, a top yes, LEC team, was... do, you, do they want Bjergsen? Is that what you're going to say, Mark? Yeah, that's exactly where I was going. I was like, okay, Niski, Caps, um, Humanoid, Vethio, and uh, Selfmade are your top five there that you're talking about. Um, and Larson, excuse me, sorry. Um, you know, potentially. Like, what do you, what do you, who, who's, who's he taking? You know, like, I was just listing the top teams, guys. I wasn't saying yeah, that's the ones true. that he, he, he listed the top six. So I'm saying, like, of all those teams, like, and are those legitimately better teams than the best North American team that you're going to find, um, like a C9 or a hundred Thieves or a team liquid or whatever, or a, a TSM even like how, how big of a drop is those North American teams compared to those European ones? If you're not able to get on the top two or three European teams, I think he would make it. I think like, look, I'm going to put this out there. I've been a big defender of Larson from European fans that have been raining shit on him saying that he doesn't clutch up in big moments. Because I think he's great. But then if you're throwing Bjergsen on the table, then yeah, you're, I'm, I'm going to say Rogue, right? Um, I, I, I honestly believe that like, that would make him a competitive team. I, like, uh, they're already, like, they already should be, quote unquote, like, the top team in the league with how talented they are throughout, like, consistently throughout the split. Uh, but they're for sure a top two team. Um, so I Man, think they would. Can you imagine Bjergsen with a jungler like Inspired? Oh my goodness. And I will say, I will say this. People said this about Niski, about like, oh, you know, would they want to take Niski, et cetera, et cetera. And then like, he keeps shutting people up. So, 100%, you know. Yeah, Niski's person underrated. Who performs, person who performs well in North America can perform well in Europe, so. I mean, I think what will be very interesting is what Worlds does. Because if a bunch of these Western teams pop off, I feel like it's going to limit some of his opportunities. Whereas like if some of these teams dramatically fail and you know, they're, you know, their GMs or whoever are sitting around being like, well, fuck, uh, I think that might open up more opportunities for him on some of these teams. Right? Like, let's say I, I love, I love Jensen, but let's say he goes to worlds and just has a terrible performance and people go, ah, oh, you know, 
Uh, how's Jensen's international performance been recently? You know, not too stellar or something like that. Like, maybe there's a world where suddenly TL's like, okay, well, this didn't work. Uh, you know, we're not going to make changes in, you know, the support role. And I don't know, maybe they're happy with tactical or something. There's there's so many interesting, like, that's what, what is kind of fun about this. And I ha I'm happy that this kind of allowed us to wet our whistle. Uh, before the off season, uh, you know, really gets going, you know, during Never say that just yet, after Travis. worlds, <laughs> Never but uh, <laughs> but it's just it's it's going to be so fun to see how this unfolds because I think there I do think worlds will potentially have the ability to play an impact on this depending on how unsatisfied teams are with their rosters afterwards, right? True. I think it would be the most Steve thing ever to like not get out of groups this year, get rid of Jensen and bring in Bjergsen if if that was like a move he could make. It feels that way, right? That's that's a that's a big Steve move right there. Or let's say they go to Worlds and Jensen's like, "Wow, we sucked. I fucking hate playing with these guys," or something like that, right? And he wants to leave. Like, there's this is I'm trying to expand people's minds. I'm trying to open them up to new realities because I think people need to think about again. Maybe the boring thing will happen and he'll just sign with TSM and Poe will be like, "This sucks," and end up on like FlyQuest or something, but. I, I think there's a there's a decent chance that some wild shit goes down. So people should be uh, people should be should be thinking. And I, and LEC is pretty part of it. But I am I think a lot of NA fans are like, oh man, there's a great chance he goes to L LEC, uh, LEC. And then I think a lot of LEC people are like, well, you know, we might be kind of good on uh, on mid laners for a bit. So we'll we'll see. OG Kush, thank you for uh, taking the callers the other callers call you know it's great that you, you stole this anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break yeah so shout out to raz's toronto raptors jersey that is that is a that is a clean clean jersey definitely definitely one of the one of the good ones um and shout out to uh dorado gaming esports the amateur esports organization that i'm a i'm a part of and uh that's it very good. Thank well, you. Well, thank you so much for the call, OG Kush. We appreciate it. All right. Take care. Yep. All right. Travis, you have some very smart callers, I'm just saying. They're... You wouldn't you know think... looking at the YouTube comments. They they are. This show is mostly becoming a parody at this point with these takes. They go and read the uh, the half a sentence time timestamp thing, and then they go on to Reddit or YouTube, and they complain about the take that they didn't listen to there you go i just want to call her to come and say raz you're a shithead <laughs> well, you know what we don't get many many trolls anymore i kind of miss the trolls you know do you we only ever got one we got one like hardcore core troll but we have people who used to like have more like man travis you said this last year you fucking suck I, i'd always pull those i there yeah i i'm sure i i noticed that there was a distinct lack of mark you said this last year you fucking suck i, I noticed that those calls that ever get pulled all right i just never say anything wrong are you doing uh, an ad read now or am i pulling someone alienware.com slash travis uh thank you so much to alienware for sponsoring the show we really love alienware got some new cool stuff coming from them soon uh mark is is roaming right now i don't know what he's doing wait i i i was gonna go get the glass of water Should oh yeah you're good first? you're good you're good i just okay. thought i thought you were about to show something all right yeah. uh guys you have to go over 
guys and gals and thems and theys. You have to go over to Alienware.com slash Travis and click the banner at the top to join the Alienware games. Okay, this is a really cool thing that they are doing uh, where you can compete in all sorts of different prizes. They've got, it's weekly, so you can go check it out. Um, and you don't have to, you know, it's open to everybody. All right, you don't need to be crazy. Uh, they've got uh, online, it's a, it's a national online tournament across four of the most popular games in the world, League of Legends, Fortnite, Valorant, and Rainbow Six Siege. You complete challenges in... What? Never mind, go on. You complete challenges in any or all of the games to score points and climb the weekly ladder, uh, leaderboards, earn weekly prizes along the way, and secure your spot in the finals where you can compete for grand prizing. All right, there's all sorts of cool stuff that you can get. Uh, Alienware gaming rigs are, are available. Uh, Alienware X15s. Go alienware.com slash Travis. Click, just do me a favor. Just click the banner up at the top and take a look at this. Uh, whatever you're doing. If you're driving somewhere, pull over safely on the side of the street. Well, not, you know, wherever it's safe to park. And pull open this on your, your phone, alienware.com slash Travis, and click the banner up at the top to take a look at this because it's a really cool thing that they're doing. Open to all sorts of people. Just sign up. Have a good time. See what it's about. Uh, and you know, win, win some stuff. Uh, it's, it's just neat that they're doing this. I, I think it's fantastic. They're doing it. Uh, the legal legends, by the way, uh, the, for the finale, it's a one V one bracket with random seating. So it's a, a howling abyss one V one situation. You don't need a bunch of people to play with you. Just go do this. You might, you might do quite well. Uh, the, Finalist pricing, you can get an X5, Alienware X15 gaming laptop and up to $15,000 in cash. All right? There's a lot of stuff here. You don't know how you're going to do. Maybe only Hotline League callers are hearing about this, and you just have to face off against... Who knows? All right? Just sign up. Check it out. Thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Really cool that they're doing this. And by the way, yeah, I did see some folks uh, using the codes. Uh, Hobo in the chat says, no cap. I bought an Alienware PC and Travis code. Got me $60 off. Yeah, make sure you check out the code in the uh, link in the description of this YouTube video if you guys want. Um, I'm going to put the link, by the way, alienware.com slash Travis in the chat right now. If you're watching live, do me a favor. Click that link and then and then click over to the banner up at the top because even just checking out the page is very helpful. Uh, I do appreciate it. I felt the dopamine rush, Travis, as I clicked that link. I felt oh. better personally. Oh. Hobo, Hobo is correcting. He says $260 off, not says $60 off. Yeah. Yeah. Thank that you. That's quite the correction. Hobo. Yeah. He <laughs> typoed the two. So uh, not just $60 off, $260 off. You can save some good money with that code. I've seen some people message me with some uh, Buco savings. Sometimes it stacks with some stuff that they going, going on. I too. say $50. Uh, I mean, 500000 Anyway, Mark, you want to grab our next caller? Oh, off he goes. Thank you to Bcrow Twitch Ari Waddle. Uh, oh, for 38 months. Hannon Prostar, low budget LCS rated us. Thank you. Uh, Epi for two years. Riot Wafflefoot for 25 months. Missed his two year. I'm sorry. Frostfire ADC and the OG Kush. Uh, subbing after coming on the show. We love it. Nicole is here. Nicole, where are you calling from? I'm in Calgary right now. Calgary. I believe that's in Canada. Oh. Yeah. Calgary <laughs> peeps out here. Woo. Are you from Calgary, Raz? Yes. Hell yes. Got really? Them 100%. Yo, let's nice. go. All right. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show, Nicole? 
Well, people are going to hate me. Um, so I said that NA fans shouldn't be excited if Reckless ends up in NA. Uh, he's the Im kind of import that probably would be worse for the league. Like he'd do more bad than good if he were to join. Okay. Why? Um, well, the biggest thing is that I feel like a lot of imports already get a lot of criticism for not really trying to, you know, become part of the community and Reckless being such kind of a quiet and reserved person. I don't see his personality really getting out there in the same way that somebody like Perks would, uh, right? Other than that, he's already like established most of his career in EU. So him coming over, there isn't really like a storyline of like, oh, Reckless is developing. He's this new player. He's this player that hasn't really had a chance to establish his career, right? I feel like he'd come over, viewership would peak for a bit, and then he'd retire in a few years. And I know that people are probably going to bring up the argument of like, oh, we'd want to bring over Reckless for international success. But like, after hearing that for four years and it not really happening with anyone that people use that argument for, like, I just, I really don't buy it. So. What if Cloud9 goes and kicks ass at Worlds? Do you buy it then? Hey. Uh, maybe. Perk, perk stomps uh, on Showmaker and... Or JJ lived up to the hype. Core JJ came back and got us to MSI Finals. I don't know. I feel like Perks and Reckless are just very different players, though, as well. I love this right? take. It's I, hot. It's I a like hot this take. take, too. Go ahead and Ras. What, what do you like about it? It is a hot take because it's like it's one of those difficult ones to talk about because in general, I love I'm a big person of like imports should I think imports get a, 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 attacked a lot in the community. A lot of the times their intent, like whether they what are they trying to accomplish? All these types of things. Like those are the type of conversations that I'm already like pretty sensitive to because I think the community is a lot of the times um, pretty unfair to imports to start. But in this case, like I do think that in this case, like I will say this one thing about just like you know the caveat about um, reckless. But when he went to Worlds last time uh, on, on Fnatic, and even though they didn't go too far. I felt like it was mostly because of like you know mid jungle issues and just like team based issues. I thought Reckless uh, played pretty damn well at that world. This split was definitely difficult for a lot of reasons. Um, but to the point about like bringing an import with a big name, unsure about like the development and like how long they would be within this scene, instead of what everybody in the scene wants, which is like kind of pushing young talent that is good that we see in 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 um what's it called proving grounds that are performing so like i do, i do like that i think it's really tough i would err on the side of um it depends on the teams but most of the time i will i will look towards players like prismal and say hey you know give some him like a chance on the lower tier teams or give danny a big chance to stay on that one like i would look at the 80 carry list right now and say that for the teams that reckless is likely going to aim for um i find it tough for him to kind of find that place like where i would be happy with it um right and i, and I, I think it would hit the whole retirement home thing where i do think that if a per, like most of the if not all of the imports that i've seen come in north america i've liked and i think it improved the scene uh, that one i'm a little iffy on raz and mark let me ask you guys if you were a gm of a team and you had the option of picking up for your first player, Reckless or FBI, which one would you sign? I mean, that's FBI. Oh, Mark, you you were kind of cut out. What? Oh, 
You seem oh, now muted. Now I'm muted. Fuck me. Uh, I said. I said FBI as well. Oh, there we go. I, mean, I thought the suspense was the. All right. No, it wasn't. That was the worst part. It's I'm just agreeing because I mean the thing about FBI is not even an import. So like it's just like you could. I mean we haven't seen them go toe to toe. FBI looks world class. Like I think FBI is incredible. He's in my own like eye test. I I think like he has a legitimate case. He's younger. Um, you know, like there's more rooms to develop. You could argue like. He has an NA storyline if you're a GM and you're talking, you know, about some of that. Like, obviously, Reckless's brand value is unparalleled, basically. Um, but, you know, for endemic fans, you can maybe say at least, like, FBI's been around a little bit longer. But then the fact that he doesn't even take up an import slot makes it not even close. Like, if, if you're two close 80 carries and one allows you to grab double import solo laners, like, I am taking the non-import 80 carry every single time. Just looking at the top teams right now. Like, I wouldn't want to move tactical. Zven, I mean, that one's an interesting one, obviously, because he's, like, he's an import that I really, like, enjoyed. I think he's just, like, a top 80 carry in the region. That's, like, not even, that's the coldest take of all time. So I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't move him. Uh, Evil, Evil Geniuses, I know Danny's, like, early laning phase has been, is, that's his first fucking year. So, or split, I mean. Um, so, like, he'll easily improve on that one. So, like, no, he's, I would hate it if Danny was uh, replaced. Same thing you already talked about FBI. The only one would probably be like lost would be what people would talk about. Um, but I mean, TSM, I feel like a lot of the times would be like a, they would be making big changes every time. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I could see him showing up on TSM because, especially because in the past he said he's interested in it. But I, I do wonder if there's a Bjergsen reckless situation that's an option. Mark? I feel like that would be very enticing. I mean, I understand Nicole's points and I somewhat agree with them about the whole like this player is going to come and elevate the region like that just doesn't happen mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's i think you can say that you know to Raz's point that like i enjoy their presence in the scene and like it's just another good player um but it's not as we've seen like you just bring one player over and suddenly the scene problems go away it would just be like hey reckless has a really strong brand and personality fans like him it would help engagement you know um he is a little bit better than some of like the ones that the western speaking fans don't have any real connection to and they just kind of come over um you have to kind of build it from the ground up at least he is bringing something like that but um it is taking up a spot you know for tsm you know like lost got a crack this time around you can debate whether or not it ended up working out but you only can find those new generations of players if you give them an attempt fbi is someone who got a chance and and ran with it and it yeah. wasn't like it was immediate like he had to improve over time so um i do kind of get both sides of the argument and i feel like reckless is just a bit of a special case that i'd be a little bit more willing to especially for a top team be like yeah fuck yeah go get him i by the way mentioning this vent thing i would i don't think that this is likely but i think there's a chance he becomes a resident next year because he's been here for four years yeah and i the the Rumors over the past couple of months have been like, Riot is probably not going to lift the import rule, but there might be a world where they go back to the old system where you could become a resident after X number of years. And so, and I think it used to be four. So if they decided to make it four again, I think there's a good chance he could become a resident, which would be interesting for him. I think uh, on the reckless stuff, um, by the way, that, that last bit was speculation. Please no Reddit threads. Uh, on the reckless stuff, I, I 
in the past, especially for top LEC talent or very popular LEC talent, EU, LCS, etc., there's sort of been a not a discussion about whether or not it, it should even be a, a question about whether or not it'd be great to have them join the LCS. I am now really hoping that there starts to become discussions around, is this is this player compatible, right? And that's kind of how I feel about Reckless is, I think Reckless would not want to join a bottom tier team. Yep. Um, and I don't think that it would necessarily, I think maybe for a bottom tier team, it would make sense for them to sign him, especially if you're trying to like build an interesting roster and you're like, he's your veteran guy. But like, I cannot imagine Reckless being like, ah, yes, I want to join, you know, FlyQuest or Golden Guardians or something like that. Um, and I don't think that they should pay the money that it would take for him to come in and do that because I think if he does choose for the money at that point in time, then you're like, you're not getting Reckless. You're getting somebody else who's showing up for for the paycheck. Um, and so that's sort of where I'm at. I'm like, I just don't think Reckless is compatible with the LCS right now. I don't think, I don't think he, it makes sense to replace any of our, our bot laners, maybe on TSM, maybe, but for the most part, no. And, uh, I don't think he's going to be great on a bottom team. So, and, and, you know, I'm interested in hearing what Nicole's take is, but like my, my, my immediate thing, cause I kind of distilled it now with my jumbled thoughts to like something very distinct and clear, which is like. It goes back to if you want just an incredible, like a strong bot lane for the next year, right? Sure. Yeah, I can understand a TSM with Reckless would do that. Or I can understand um, a, a, an Evil Geniuses with Reckless would do that compared to Danny. But like, that's not what we want right now. I think for too long, we kind of had situations in the LCS where um, we make a move for what is strong for the team right now in comparison to what is strong for the team not even just for the league for the next few years, but for the team for the next few years, right? Because as, as Mark said, like there's not continued investment in a player most of the time um, for the top teams. And so I think that it's best for teams right now if they see a talent that works for them that isn't there just yet to stick with them. It would piss me off to see them go with a reckless or something. I'm, I'm using his name because it's like literally just a topic. And the next season it's a new team like then what was the point what did they what did we gain what did that team gain if you don't hit your semifinals or something for worlds that's that's all i pretty much is seeing i i do think the talent literally that's on the teams exist so um i had a really great point and no. i cannot remember it. nicole fill for us what do you think of the discussion we just had <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Reckless, like, as a player, fits, like, this really weird niche that's also, you know, can be filled by newer players, right? Because he's not necessarily the guy like a Core JJ or a Perks who you're going to get to be, you know, the best player on your team and also, like, a team leader, right? Like, Reckless doesn't strike me as that guy who's going to really rally up the team, you know, and, like, bring things together. He feels like a person you would get if you're, like Raz mentioned, oh, you just need a strong bot lane, put Reckless there, he'll do his job, he'll do it exceptionally well, right? Um, but then I feel like you also need those spots in the team kind of reserved for newer players so you can bring them in and not expect them to fill that huge leadership position or have a huge personality right out the gate when they can't really do that 
without proving themselves, right? We saw Fudge try to do that this year, coming into the season and get shit on by the entire community before he could prove that. So I think it's unfair to expect like a rookie to come out with a big personality as well, right? You kind of need them in that role where it's like, okay, you're safe here to just do your thing and learn. And Reckless is also the player that you would put in that position where it's like, do your thing, we know you're, we know you're exceptional, right? And I see that like a lot, if you see Lost replaced on TSM, right? Like obviously for the next two to three years, yeah, Reckless is going to be the better player. He is going to potentially probably be like, you know, the best ADC in the league, right? But that's taking away from a newer like player's opportunity to learn and be on a team surrounded by people who are going to support him, right? And just, I hate, you know, bringing up that, oh, for the future of the league and the development of the league. But I think that it is a big issue, right? Because when Bjergsen retires again or, and, you know, Reckless is gone. You're not really left with anyone, you know? Um, so that's how I think of it. It's a very good point. I think what I was going to say, and I remember now, is because Raz was talking about TSM. Raz, I, uh, I know it's a little off topic, but why I think there's a good chance that Reckless could end up on TSM, even if I don't think it's a great idea, is because I do think TSM is probably not going to be looking really long-term starting next yeah, year. Yeah, do. Yeah. Well, I don't, especially now, like the FTX stuff, they didn't make it to Worlds this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I, in the past, if you told me before the FTX stuff that, you know, this happens, I'd be like, okay, TSM has got to scale back on their spending now, right? Like the Sword Art stuff is crazy. They've got to have like sort of learned their lesson. They're going to go be a little bit more calm. But if, if now that they have the FTX stuff, so they got a lot of money and I assume a lot of pressure to perform even if it doesn't officially sponsor the league team, you know, it's everybody knows. And, and if they end up losing Bjerg, their biggest asset, they're going to be like, fuck, we need something big. Right. And I think reckless could be that a, a sort of reckless bot lane. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up happening, but I it's, I think what will be really interesting is what they do around it. Uh, for me, I just think reckless should go to LPL. I think he's wanted to do that in the past. He's made noises about it. I think there's a ton of LPL teams that would spend a ton of money on him. I think sure. it would be very exciting and interesting to everybody. I don't think it would necessarily be very successful, but I think it would be very exciting and uh, everybody would really like it, including him and blah. Raz, you had a big reaction. Yeah, I mean, because I, I literally forgot it and it's true. And also Lemon42 suspiciously made this message, as you said, this Travis, this take. All right, so. Lemonade42 put involved. that after I said the take and I had the take from before. I've interviewed him about how he's considered joining know, LPL teams. Just you. <laughs> you just feel bad because I thought of an LPL thing before you did, Mr. Yeah, LPL maybe. expert. It's perhaps. perhaps. Okay, yeah, perhaps. yeah. Try to cover it here. Pass it off on somebody. Play Valorant. God Thanks, Mark. It. Okay, so, Nicole, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want Amazing. to shout out? Amazing. Um, I saw Captain Flowers in the chat. I don't know if he's still there, but shout out to Captain Flowers. Love his casting so, so much. One of the big reasons I still watch LCS. So, yeah, shout out to him. He just shows up to get everybody in the chat to go, oh my gosh, it's Captain Flyers, and then he pieces the fuck out. So I'm sorry, Nicole, but he's not here. That's okay. Thank you so much I'll for the call. The chat. What's that? He's still, I still see his name in the chat. You and still see his one. name, but he's Travis, not typing wanna, right now, right? He's got this shit muted. He's got yeah, yeah. his muted for sure. Travis, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you want to... Uh, Captain Flowers, if you are here, say something in the chat. Oh. Chat. I'm not Travis, seeing it. Travis, I have a question nope. for you. Before we... Before... Yeah, yeah. We go to the next caller. 
Yes. Are you are you willing to give a certain thing to this caller? You, okay, here's the thing. I'll give uh, I'll I'll give a um, an asterisk on this because uh, Canada is a difficult shipping uh, situation, but discrimination. Uh, no, it's just about the product availability in certain regions of the world, Raz. But uh, Nicole, you have received the Gamefield Victory Caller of the Night. Uh, I will message you to. Uh, figure out or to tell you where to contact who to contact etc cetera, etc cetera. let me make sure this goes through okay cool it is um and we will figure out what what the follow-up is but if if uh we can't get you something i will just get you rp or something like that so thank you so much Yo, for thank you yeah all right have a good night guys have a good bye one. bye all right uh Actually That's reminded cool. me to check up on CBC to see what ha what's happening because there's a current there's there's currently an election happening in Canada. So. Oh really? Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. Shampoo, thank you for the 27 months. Pomoya gifted five subs during that uh, call, which is very nice of them. Uh, Dama, thank you for the three months, and Nodak gifted a sub to Captain Flyers, who has still not said anything in the chat. So uh, I think. Mark and I are looking about right on this one. Looking about right. Okay. Uh, where are we in the chat? How's everybody doing? Oh, Mark is here, but he just dropped off the collar and then left. So that's why I was confused. What? Fez, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. What do you want there to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about how I feel like the blatant disrespect towards the LCS is laughable. And I understand NA fans, you know, we get disappointed time and time again. But, like, I've been watching this whole weekend catching up because I've been working on the whole rig. All these videos from all these LEC guys like K-Drill and all this where these tier lists are just awful. And it just overhypes, like, the copium bottle on these LEC fans with how he's just beefing up these LEC teams when I just think they're writing the reputation of G2 to Worlds. Uh, but you, so are you, it sounds like you're, you're more pummeling the LEC teams than you are promoting the LCS side. Well, no, I think that the NALC, well, the LCS teams will, will do better this year. Now, how much better? Yeah, it's laughable to most people. They, they'll meme about it because, you know, people are just shit like that. But the LEC really isn't that much better win rate-wise in groups. And they only got G2 and, what was it? G2 and Fnatic, Fnatic out. And Fnatic looks like they barely limped into the finals in the LEC were pretty much, you know, Mad Lions just assembled them. Rogue, Rogue are known choke artists against anybody, you know, that's decent. So, and like I said, our teams went with a 50% win rate, except for TSM who shit the money bag last year. Uh, but I, I just really am so tired of just seeing all this shit that the LCS gets because well, it, it really isn't that bad. It should be better, but it really isn't that bad. And then, you know, like I said, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Well, Fez, I think it's, it's opportune uh, timing right before worlds that seemingly, and this is my theory that on the oil rig, you struck some copium down there 
uh, because that's, I think, what you're you're spewing out into into the call. No, I'm kidding, but I wanted to make that joke, and so that's why I did that. Um, Excellent. Okay. Is the LEC overrated and is the LCS underrated? I am going to conveniently throw this one over to Mark first uh, and avoid. Kind of give. I was I was working on a trying yeah. to find. Take oh, Cajrel stuff. Okay, I well, I'll let I'll let Raz I, take I, I it linked, then. I linked you Cajrels. I linked you Doms and Doublelifts. I don't think got a, a a video or like didn't get any comments on it. I'm trying to like find where they, they have it. I guess I can take a screenshot it of it. It was a YouTube video for sure. Oh, this one's also yeah. It was a YouTube, a YouTube video. video, but like, look, all uh, I'm gonna say. You want me to hit it first, or you want to go for it? Go. I'm 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 finishing this so Travis can put these on screen. All right. Perfect. 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 So, just to hit on the historical aspect that you mentioned, like, if we're just talking about win rate in groups, guys, like, North America just hasn't been leaving groups, all right? <laughs> it's like, in 2018, it was Fnatic that got out in first place instead of second. Invictus Gaming got that one. Sure, Invictus Gaming ended up winning Worlds, but, like, Fnatic was a competitive team, et cetera, et cetera, G2 as well. Like, 20, uh, uh, you also mentioned it was only G2 and Fnatic, but also Splice went out. I'm pretty sure in 2019 Worlds, they, get, they got out of groups. Um, and they took a game off FPX, even though that was like pretty much a, tele a Teletubby group. Um, it was a much stronger, at the time, it felt like it was kind of weak, the weakest groups. But, you know, J-Team came out, showed they were much stronger. Fun, uh, Fun Plus had like a pretty rough group, and Splice showed up. So, in, in, in general, I'm expecting as a fan, as an analyst for European teams to make it out of groups. They have a strong region consistently. G2 literally made it to finals, and I know, like you mentioned, like riding the coattails of G2, but like whenever we're talking about domestically watching European League of Legends, like these teams are competitive. I'm not, I'm talking about when G2 are at their greatest. We're competitive with G2, and, and a, an incredibly strong team boosts your region because teams are trying to take you down. When G2 is pretty fucking strong, Mad Lions literally took them down, um, I'm pretty sure, on the road uh, to the finals. So overall, I'm a pretty boring because actually, I chose personally not to make a tier list because it would be over. Uh, uh, um, God, I forgot the word. There would just be a lot of the same fucking tier lists out there because I agreed with Kedrills and uh, Doublelifts at the time. The only thing I didn't agree with was Cloud9 over 100 Thieves because that one is a little bit of copium of, you know, Cloud9 can do better at Worlds because they have clutch players. But like we saw them at MSI. We saw them during the split. It's a pretty consistent level with them where I'm a lot more hopeful of Team Liquid and 100 Thieves. It's not So like, that's not to your point, but I, yeah, my point was just disagreeing. So Mark on that, I, I feel bad that you, you took all Raz's screen real estate away. I guess you have more to, to, to give, huh? You took away um, my screen? I mean, you're, I'm you're not even the on the screen. I just mark, like I needed a square and there's... Like if I cover, I can't put the the section up on Mark's screen without yeah. Can't you, can't you crop that picture to give Raz a little bit of wiggle room on the left back? No, I I listen. The, while we're doing this impromptu, I'm a. Uh, this is there's not a let yeah. Let me call the control room, Mark, and let's uh, get some stuff going on really quickly. This is what you get. Yes, yeah, so right? I would just hold Alt Alt and drag the corner in. We don't Anyways. have a multi-million dollar esports and gaming content. Thing that's going bankrupt to help us with this all right so i mean I, I kind of agree with raz about like a lot of these end up looking pretty similar you know like how many of these look that different almost none of them 
Just explain who the bottom left is, Mark, because people are asking. The bottom left one's double lift, um, and I think he was on a call with Spica and Core JJ, if I read the title yes. right. Um, yeah. So, you know, a little bit of, of stuff thrown in there. Like, obviously, they're memeing putting fucking Cloud9 in F tier. <laughs> are there? Yeah, should we? Sorry, we've got audio listeners, a decent amount of them, so I don't know if you want to do, like, a quick rundown of So, these. very quickly, um, we... To the caller's point, he's talking about all the people, all the, the ones. I sent Travis some links. So he pulled up Cadrial Doms and Double Lifts lists. And they're all relatively the same with like minor variations. Um, like some teams didn't include the play in teams that they think are going to get through. Like, uh, you know, Cadrials was just the, the major region teams. Um, it's kind of the same with Dom, uh, you know, ones that haven't watched yet. All, so, all three have FPX, Dam1, and uh, EDG in S tier, and Dom has adds RNG to that, for instance. Right. Like, that's a change. Um, for Double Lift, he doesn't have Mad Lions in the one just under the top tier, uh, whereas. Um, oh, yeah, that's the. Cadrill yeah. and Dom do, you know. So, like, there's, there's like, a little bit of, of wiggle room with, with all these, but it's it, they're, they're pretty similar. So. The only change on that one, I would definitely put Mad Lions ahead of T1. Um, but yeah, like outside of that, I think Mad Lions are the hope, the hope of the West uh, in, in going as far as possible. Um, I think Rogue is great too. But that kind of goes back to the college point. In, in general, I just think that the European teams are stronger. Um, North American teams, this is probably the best look that I've had with the North American teams. Like I'm looking at all three representatives and saying that there is a good shot that they have in groups where in general, well, good shot in the sense that they look good. They look, they look good in comparison to the last few teams that we've sent in the past. Um, so that's what I'm willing to say. The thing I'll, I'll throw Devil in here has, Devil of Screw well, really put C9 in F tier. No, that was that was definitely a meme. I mean, I haven't yeah. watched the whole video, but I I think that's core JJ just shit talking them. Okay, okay. For fun. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say is like, I, it feels like a really safe way to do it because if you just stack rank by region with then stack ranking each team within the region, you you basically get something like this. But I, I think I'd have to double check this to make sure I'm not crazy. But I feel like it's pretty rare that the best North American team is equal or worse than the worst european team um i actually don't think that's often the case our seed like, our first seeds usually fail dramatically or are you just saying like the best no, no, when I mean, we like, get to in worlds? terms of like in hindsight looking yeah, back yeah, at yeah, the yeah, tournament, okay. yeah like we will have a team that goes three and three and europe will have a team that goes like one and five or something right. you know right and you know like that would be our best performing team they'll have teams getting out of groups so obviously there are teams that show up for the tournament actually do really well but the reality that, like, looking at Cadrill's list, C900 Thieves and TL are actually the three worst teams from the major regions going is pretty unlikely, actually. Like, that's that's one of those parlay bets where you're, like, you, one of those teams is going to hit, probably, and one of the teams above them is going to whiff. And, you know, we've seen this time and time again at Worlds, where Gen G actually isn't that good, and, like, RNG chokes in 2018, or, you know... uh Team Liquid going three and three, but Rogue going one and five in their group. You know, like Rogue looked pretty bad. Team Liquid actually looked okay. You know, um, Mad Lions didn't even make it out of their like. You know, they looked pretty terrible in play-ins, and I bet everyone would have ranked them moderately high heading into that tournament. Um, you know, so I, I feel like 
a lot of the times people do over default to regional bias. If you ask me to make my own list though, it wouldn't turn out looking that different because I'm a fucking coward too. There it is. <laughs> uh, but you know, Dang. like the, the reality that every single one of these teams outperforms every single North American team is just not going to happen. Um, it, and not because I'm smart or anything, but just like statistically, that's not whatever happens. Like um, usually... There, I mean, the, the thing that I like about this, so this is why, so back to your, your point, Fez. Fez, I understand why it's frustrating looking at these tier lists and feeling this way, but I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't really care because the great thing is, is that if we do, there are no expectations for us based off of this, right? Like, I don't know, I guess there's a world where like we, you know, don't make it out of play-ins or something like that. But um, I, I, like the the if we do anything moderately interesting it will be very exciting and so i i'm not offended because i'm like cool like whenever a an na team like crushes an lec team randomly and unexpectedly and maybe like denies them getting out of groups or something it will feel good because people think that there's just that's that our teams completely suck and i do think that they are uh, better than folks think, even if I don't have like the highest expectations. And so to one of the things the callers or someone in chat said that I think is worth calling out is like looking at the list without the huge context put into them is err. And like, yeah, for sure. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm sure they had good reasoning for why you think Rogue has higher potential than Team Liquid or something. You know, like I don't want to discredit like any one of these things. I just mean, as a fan, what happens in the tournament will not reflect these lists. They never do. And that, that was my only point, which is like, at, there's going to be like, you know, last year, FlyQuest went three and three, Rogue went one and five, Rogue's group, you could argue, was a little harder, whatever, you know, you can start getting into that kind of stuff. But like, you know. Group stages in particular are, particular are is really wonky, especially the first week. The groups aren't always fair. Yeah. Teams have different metas. Yeah. Best of ones are whack as shit. You know, like things are going to happen. You're going to have times that you're going to be able to ride the Hopium. You know, someone's going to start popping off. You go, oh, maybe we'll get out of this group if the right things happen. You know, like, um, I, I don't think you need to look at these tier lists, which I think are a lot of fun, and, and use those as, like, your actual perspective heading into the, the event, especially when we don't even know what the groups are. You know, I feel like the conversations that these kinds of content creators will have once they actually see the groups are going to be much uh, more accurate to what the tournament will look like. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that people have tier lists if they want to have them or I whatever. Think they're fun as fuck. But I I uh, I feel like they're kind of a weird way of approaching worlds. Like the pickums and stuff like that are far more, in my opinion, relevant. You know, I think it's just a way to to put out some content yep. until you know groups and stuff. Right. Um, I'm working on bringing my webcam back. Everybody, as he's coming back. Well, I just go, think go it's ahead. so weird. I just think it's so weird how, you know, like, especially I've heard um, some of the Korean content, or, uh, content creators like LS and talk about Hanwon Life and saying, you know, it's the Chovy show and if Def doesn't perform, Chovy's in ELO hell and all this, you know, crap. And it, it just, I think that the NA teams this year, what I saw in playoff is they showed a lot of adaptability, every team in playoffs. Like, Hundred Thieves basically got knocked down by TLs. You know, we're going to just smash you through top lane. And they basically challenged them in, in the finals in that aspect. And then, you know, TSM couldn't... They failed to adapt, which is how they would have probably performed at Worlds. And they got knocked out, even as the first seed. So I think the teams that we're sending, they show a lot of promise. And, and I know it's easy for people just to say, 
they're gonna fail because NA always fails. But especially e, like the LEC, I have a lot of respect for them. But I think G two was really awful this year. I think them losing perks, they lost a big part of their identity. Uh, well, they're not at worlds, I, so you don't have to right, worry about right, that. Right, right, right. But I think G two was the one. I know, but I think G two is the one that carried the torch for the reason that leveled them up. I think several LEC players have said that. And I think the LEC teams this year are just trying to fill that void. And I don't think it's as good as people are trying to make it out to be. I mean, I do. I think you have a, a fair point in one sense, and I want to be careful about this, but I think LEC will perform well at Worlds this year. I'm not saying stupendous, but I think they will perform well. However, Mad Lions didn't like crush it at MSI. And so there's not too much direct evidence that they're sending killer teams to worlds right now. I, I think Mad Lions, obviously, you know, all the analysts in the world are saying great things about Mad Lions. So I don't want to diminish that. I'm just, uh, but I agree with you that it's not a situation where it's like, we're sending G2 again and they are killing it, you know, and they've done so much cool stuff, you know, and in 2020, it was a lot easier to like point to G2's run to finals and, 2019 and feel a lot really confident about that team whereas like there's not um the exact same thing i think so so i mean like i i don't know if the content creators are talking about g2 or mad lions like their g2 i just don't even think that's happening i feel like this is getting conflated a little bit like european teams have historically done better than north american teams and not just in the last three years with the rise of the g2 dominance and including fanatics finals run but like h2k misfits a number of these teams have gone to worlds and looked good splice as well yeah splice you know like they've they've had teams that have outperformed north american counterparts that are not just the flagship team um and i think that's Buddy the him. other part of it yeah it's like there's there's a lot more to it than just like man g2 was dope you know like i, I think there is a lot more beyond that but weren't yeah. those teams surprises mostly in those years? I don't no, think like Fnatic was in the year that they popped off. No, Not Fnatic also, necessarily, but H2K and Splice. Especially Splice. I feel like Splice was a surprise. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Mostly because like when Splice got that group, yeah, sure, they were lucky. But also, like they literally performed. They had they took a game off of um, uh, Fun Plus, and they would have been able to get out of groups if they were consistent about that. I just think, in general, the LEC teams perform at a higher level. Like, just watching their games, that's always been the case. Even when you were, when 100 Thieves were in the finals, like, and you heard from Freeze, who was just on the show, I'm pretty sure last two weeks ago, one week ago, which one was? Yeah, um, it was right after finals. So. Yeah, a lot of it came off of them just, like, memeing the fact that, like, they were saying, hey, do the Mad Lions, like, a, a strat, because they would literally just be watching LEC. Like, LEC, uh, Mad Lions was, like, uh, the comp stats they were performing in mid-game. So, like, for me... When I watch LEC games, like the top three, five teams, I'm learning quite a lot, um, like warding positions, like how they set up the map. And so like, they're still a, 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 just a ton better right now than uh, North America as a whole, like just deep, like the region is itself deep. That being said, I, this is a message towards the uh, LEC fans. I think a lot of people are just throwing shit at, uh, you know, Rogue. I think Rogue are more, hilariously enough can a consistent team in the regular season they've been consistent i know when it comes to playoff time they didn't look good but like i, I actually do believe that uh rogue will perform much 
much better than people expect. Um, I have faith in them. Like they have an ins like literally the best jungler, uh, Western jungler and inspired. Like that's for sure. Uh, Aldwamla is a, like a fucking shield in the top lane. I, I can go on about the team, but I do think that they will, and they have an incredible bot lane. So I can just go on and on and on about Rogue. I'm a little, I, I really want to see what group Fnatic gets put in because we have a lot of teams that just have really fucking strong top laners. LNG's Ale is a good example. Um, you know, Shahu from RNG. I'm only listing like Chinese teams on that one. Um, so like, I, I really want to see what style teams go into Fnatic, but I do think Rogue is a consistent squad. <laughs> Rogue is going to go zero and six. I swear, some people in the chat is just trying to kill me. <laughs> it's just, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Fez, even load into their games. Fez, thank you so much for the call. I don't know if this has made you feel better. Uh -oh. I like I like talking it out, and I'm yeah. sorry if it went a little bit long. No, no, no. We needed to fill some time tonight because we, I, I think we we went uh, deeper on some of the calls than we normally do, which I thought was good. So, uh, Fez, I anything? Just, oh, go oh, ahead. Good. I'm sorry. I said I just feel like this may be the year where we get one team that does okay, which is good enough for me. I'll take it. Uh, thanks so go. much for the call. This is the year we get one team to do okay. <laughs> Na hype. Hashtag get out of groups. Let's do it, boys. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, anything you want to shout out, Fez? Uh, I want to shout out Raz because he is a fucking awesome dude. Even though he makes dumb takes every now and then, he's still an awesome dude. I liked it more <laughs> when you guys were all shouting out the sponsors rather than Raz. His his ego doesn't need feeding, but uh, the show every color. <laughs> Love you, brother. Thanks, yeah. Fez, for the call. We'll catch you next time. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Mark, don't get our last caller yet. Because, guess what, everybody? I know, I know, I'm envious of Courage and his special flavor, but Courageous Sherbet is back. Mountain Dew Game Fuel, it's back in stock. Ran out pretty quick last time. I don't know if you guys had a chance to try it. It's available in both regular and zero flavors. If you're looking for something that's uh, no calorie, that's an option for you. Uh, but it's a fantastic, fantastic uh, taste. I actually really, I, got, I I hope that they come back with some way to make this permanent. Maybe, I don't know if they can because they, sure, they have to give this guy some money every time one of these sells. But uh, it's it's a really great flavor. Um, and I didn't know what to expect whenever I first had it. But I, I'll tell you what, I actually, because I was a little worried that, because it sells out so quickly, um, I was a little worried that they wouldn't be able to get me a case or two before it did because you know they have to go through the process of using a bunch of there's logistics involved in ordering it for me versus just ordering it from the site so actually last week i just manually went on the site and bought it using my own code so that i would make sure i have one case of it before it sells out um, and that's what i have here but fantastic flavor if you've tried mountain dew gamefield but you haven't tried the sherbet flavor yet please go to gamefield.com travis use code travis when you check out to save on your order. Uh, and again, they have it. Uh, I know some of you guys do not like the calories on it. So they have that in a zero calorie flavor as well. Uh, and uh, whenever you guys do use my code, I, I think it's great when you guys use my code to buy his uh, drinks because I that's kind of fun. So please go do that if you do order it. I mean, if you order any, it's always great whenever you guys um, tweet at me or let me know, but, and you tag Game Fuel. 
But especially for this, please let me know because it's cool whenever you guys go and buy the limited edition flavor. And some people already saw that it went back in stock and bought some using the code. So thank you to everybody who did that. But again, gamefield.com slash Travis. Use code Travis at checkout. Really appreciate it. Uh, almost as much as I appreciate Death Ray gifting five subs in the chat right now. Thank you for the, the gifted subs. Mark is off to grab our final caller. Notorious Bubble is here. Thank you for the resub. Arvig's Profit Guru. John G365, Dan297, Dr. Noli, Pokemans, uh, Nodak gifted that sub to Captain Flowers, uh, Demaxis, Champloo, and I think we're all caught up. Oh, Badger Jar. Thank you, Badger Jar. Yar. Badger Yar. Uh, we got uh, Cheong here. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, Cheong. Okay, well, where are you calling from? I'm calling from New Jersey. New Jersey. What do you want? Oh, have you called him previously? Yes, I have. Yes, uh, I remember. Third that. time on the show, I think. Yeah, welcome back. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so my take is uh, pretty spicy. After the last caller, is that a hundred thieves is going to make semifinals and be our best team at Worlds this year and uh, help reestablish NA as a major region after we lost your seed? You said semifinals. Yeah. So I'll go into depth about it a little bit. So. Um, just looking at 100 Thieves as a team, um, they outperformed Cloud9, who imported perks, and they outperformed TL with the um, European Superstar team and Core JJ. So with that, FBI's top tier. Uh, Closer's clearly the best jungle in NA. ABBA is consistent, and the last time NA did really good at Worlds, Reaper was the head coach with a not-expected Cloud9 roster to go as far as they did. And so, given all that, I'm hearing a lot of reasons why they've done well previously, uh, but don't you feel like they're going to face much greater challenges than they faced in North America? I I feel like players like Faker, Showmaker, uh, it's a little different. Well, that is true, but um, I mean, Closer showed last year at Worlds that he can compete with the major regions with a Turkish lineup. Um, so he's going to probably prove again, or he should prove again that he is a world caliber jungler. And then he was I on believe... Golden Guardians last year. Okay, so it was two seasons ago. Yeah. Okay, it's all good. So yeah, uh, yeah, two seasons ago he showed that he was world caliber jungler. And then I believe FBI and Huki are going to be consistent enough in the bot lane to step up and help carry the team when. Uh, teams like to do the uh, Camp Someday tactic, but Someday has also shown that he's been consistent enough on a world's, caliber, uh, world's level and a domestic level that he can be a good weak side top laner and let us play our style through playing through bot lane. Do you have this take regardless of what teams they end up getting in groups? Um, so in a way yes i mean obviously it'll be a lot harder depending on what team they get paired up against like if they have to go against dom wanting groups it's going to be a lot harder to get semis but i believe they'll at least get out of groups and then depending on who they have to play in playoffs or, or qualifiers for the championship i believe they can make it to semis do you Travis? think okay do you hang on really quickly do you think there's a chance they get out first in their group um, yeah, depending on seeding, obviously. I mean, the ones that I don't think they'll take first off of is like FPX and Damwon, which are the two favorites to win Worlds, I believe. Because that's, my concern is I'm not, I feel like 
especially because of the fact that they're going to have a pool one. We we lost our pool. Yeah, we one. lost pool one. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like they're gonna. It's gonna be really difficult to get first in the group, which means even if they do make it out, then they are playing a first from another group. So I just feel Travis. like Raz, go ahead. I've constructed the team. I've constructed the group that a hundred thieves can get first in. Okay, okay, I'm excited. And I'm gonna send it. Mark, to the are you paying attention maybe to this? They, maybe they, maybe they can get it on the draw. Okay, maybe. maybe. Yeah. PSG Talon, first seed. Okay, there's hope there. All right. Rogue or T1? Just putting that out there, one or the other. I'll take it. Okay. And then for a, a team from the plains, since we don't have an LPL team, very likely we're gonna be LNG. So I think that is our best chance. Our best so, chance. So it's PNG, Rogue, or SKT? PSG, PSG, PSG. Rogue or T1, but I'll say Rogue, because like, if people are saying they'll choke, then you know what? If you're going to have faith in that, European fans, then 100 Thieves has a chance, okay? PSG, Talon, LNG, that's their one shot. And even then, I don't, exp I don't think it's going to happen, okay? So, so... But uh, that's I'm the sorry, easiest Colin. group you were able to construct for us? That was the easiest group I was able to make for you Because I'm going to say that group doesn't sound that easy. Because there has to be, guys, just so people know, there has to be an LPL team in every group, okay? So just because you got PSG talent as your first seed doesn't mean you've escaped them. You've got to find the worst LPL team. So you have to get LNG in this group. So there's no, there's no other way. I mean, as Papa's saying in Twitch chat, too, if all four teams make it, through for LPL and LCK, then like it has there needs to be one in each group, so you can't get rogue. <laughs> you have to get your choices are you can get Dom one or T one or you know like you you need to like stick one of each because you're only going to be able to get one from the plan. So it's not happening, guys. It's never happening. No. <laughs> it's pretty fucking tough. Um, every North American team needs to outperform. Either a LPL or LCK team to get out, and a European team that's probably going to be in the group too. You know, like Worlds has gotten harder. I don't know. I don't know if people realize this when people are like, "Man, North America sucks more now." You know, like they're doing worse in recent years, and it's like they made Worlds harder. <laughs> Before you had yep. three representatives from the, each major region. The last couple of years, there's been four from a couple. Like, of course, those teams are usually going to be better than than. Uh, wildcard emerging region teams and even if the instance where they they lost like mad lions lost last year like that it still at least guarantees that the team that made it earned that spot so like worlds is just getting harder all right hmm okay well remove the fourth seed from the good regions why True. why do they need to be there they're not going to win worlds probably viewership dcs needs more <laughs> Spots. Yeah, let's go. Give more opportunity to CIS, the Turkish leagues, separate, Brazilian teams. Separate Australia and North New America. Zealand, so they can get a slot. We need a New Zealand team at Worlds, is what I'm saying. I think they should do an an AM a, a pro AM tournament. We should get some amateur teams in there too. Hey, you know what? Is the UK a part of the European Union? Give them the world spot. Give them a world spot. You're so smart. It hurts. Huh. 
Well, I've learned a lot today. Uh, I hope I hope John Needham, head of esports at Riot Games, is paying attention because Just click this and email it to him. Yeah, I'll tw- actually. Uh, he doesn't have Twitter, which is, I think, such a terrible situation. Uh, we can send this to Martel. He's sure. he's on Twitter. You can, can make we... a VHS tape and just leave it in their mailbox. <laughs> I'm patting myself on the. <laughs> that back sounds like serial one. killer energy right there. I feel like you said you said this guy. Uh, a VHS tape. I'm going to cut out the letters from a magazine and put uh, it in there with it. Oh Let me God. ask you, what's the point of Worlds? It's to find the best team in the world, right? We're already doing that with with the one, two, three seeds. It's not It's it's not going to be a four seed. I here's think a, here's the a, viewership here's from... I shouldn't make. You want, I think they wanted people to watch plans, and throwing an LPL team into plans is usually, I think, a pretty great way to help with that. Yeah, let's just make all the other regions depressed doing it yeah i mean well, i don't think the chinese the chinese market cares no uh, 4c will ever win worlds how about that okay caller so these guys are just shitting all over your 100t take do you want to well, give I them the tea that yet i just said we, we just talked about how hard it was going to be so that's why it's going to be so amazing when 100 thieves pulls it ah, off. oh okay yeah. okay because 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 they're um i like them Caller, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. What do you What do you think of the uh, energy these guys are putting out around Hunter T? Nah, I, I I understand why they think it will be hard, but um, I mean, if we just so hold on one second, let me collect my thoughts. Um, sure. Power up. <laughs> yeah, power. While I need a lot of time to power create up that group game too. Fuel. While, while you think, I will say I. I do like Hundred Thieves a lot. I I am I know some people are are not super optimistic on them, but I I do think they're they're going to be really good. I think Reaper does a good job in general of preparing his teams for Worlds um, and having tricks up his sleeves. And I think he understands the format better than some other organizations do, where they like they're trying to like figure out the meta. But like if you can sneak a win with something like yeah, let's bust out this it's the Singed or whatever you know. I feel like. There's always those kinds of things where Reaper's going to try and get ahead of the meta, um, and I think you know Closer looks like a beast. I hope he can keep that level for Worlds because like they're going to need that to get out of groups. I hope um, he can play at Worlds. Well, yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, like this yeah, com- yeah. this whole call yeah, falls yeah. apart if he's not there. So assuming he gets there, like he needs to play at this level that we saw at the end of uh, playoffs to have any hope, um, and the bot lane needs to actually be probably the best bot lane in the group to be a pressure point because I think they'll, there's going to be situations where Abadaga and Someday will be outclassed by their solo lanes. Um, and I, Of the, the carry positions, I feel like I'm most confident in their bot lane to not get hard outclassed, but I think that also depends on who ends up in the group. Like, you know. Okay. And a less morbid point about 100 Thieves, if they're not able to get the visa for a closer on time. They can always make the same, you know, the same meme. Power up the same meme from 2018. Just sent closer back. back home. You send him back home. <laughs> By the way, uh, I see Kelsey Moser's been in the chat. It's her birthday tonight. Happy birthday, Kelsey. I appreciate that you've decided to spend your birthday evening watching Hotline League, as all people should on their birthday evenings. Uh, but happy birthday, Kelsey. It's been an Kelsey. exciting day. I don't know if she's still around. Uh, unlike Captain Flowers, I think she sticks around more than five seconds. Uh, all right, Chung, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we uh, ramp up the show? 
Uh, shout out Travis Gafford Industry and sponsors as always. Uh, shout out 100 Thieves of Papa Smithy. Room for you guys at Worlds this year. Um, and that's about it. Never mind. Kelsey's AFK. Anyway, thank you, Chung, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. And whenever, hey, we'll invite you back on the show whenever they make it to semifinals, and you can do the victory right. lap after quarters. Um, after they've knocked SKT out or something. All right, yeah, thanks so much. Gonna knock Tom one out too. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> let's just let's get you off the show real quick. Okay, right. thanks so much. All right, uh, that is the show. Thank you to everybody who called in. Uh, Mark, what do you got for us? What do you want to shout out? What's going on? Nothing. Mark came over today, and I was he. He just talked about how bored he was. So. That's true. I will say that we are trying to put together, or I'm trying to put together, like an Uno stream this week sometime. I'm trying to convince Mark to be on it. Uh, I have bribed his girlfriend in an attempt to uh, encourage him to come on the show. Uh, True. We'll see, or the the stream. So hopefully we're playing Uno with him and some other people. Raz, do you want to play Uno? I'm awful at Uno. Perfect. You're the best person to come on. Do you want to play? I'm asking you now in front of hundreds of people. It's probably a no, Travis, but I'll have to check my schedule. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. wait, I'm looking at my you... schedule. It says no. Oh, really? Because you were just talking about how unbusy you are right now, but maybe you've got some... his, his entire schedule is full of the skip cards. Furniture building. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Skip, skip. All right. Well, True. at least we got Mark on. So we'll do an Uno streamers. Oh, somebody in the chat says, are you sure it doesn't say Uno? Uh uh, thank you, pa- thank you, Ren Zero, for that. That was a great one. I appreciate that. Uh, all right, Raz, what do you want to shout out? Shout out to, you know, there's a trend here in the show. Uh, a lot of the guests said the same thing. Shout out to Raz. So you know what? Hell yeah, Raz. You're gonna uh, give God, yourself a shout out. So much. That sounded so much better in my head. Yeah, <laughs> Holy well. shit. All right. Well, uh, you know, shout out to Game Fuel, uh, Alienware. That was a big plus. Um, you know, I will be definitely now putting in the work. You know, Worlds is coming up. Big plus on that one. Um, God damn, what else? I'm going to be doing a few things, so I'll, I'll announce it on my channel. So, you know, follow me on uh, twitter.com slash razlcs. I'm about to say razzleplasm, but I change it so often. So razlcs. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Group draw t- on Wednesday. It'll be fun. It'll make Hotline League fun tomorrow next week, too. True. And for the caller's sake... Pray for that group. I'm just saying. When's the group draw? Worlds is decided in the group group draw. All right. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much, everyone, for watching the show. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, whatever just happened. It's been Hotline League, episode 189.